0: Hello there, ghost and ghoulies. I'm here to talk to you about one of our lovely sponsors on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Revenge Lover. Stand out from the crowd. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. Mention you heard it on the Four Eye Radio Network to receive
1: 10% off your order. <laughs> <laughs> now, enjoy the rest of the program. <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome to a very new or very old, depending on when you're listening to this episode of Not Another Bee Horror Gas. I was gonna go with something Halloween y, but it just didn't flow off the lips. I think I'm a little bit ahead of myself. <laughs> this is gonna be a fun show, kiddos. Um, of course I am Steve O, and along with Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee, welcome back from the dead. It's great to have you on uh Podcast. That's uh, uh, just going to point this out. Your voice is a little different than I expected in person, but you know what? That's that yeah. might just be the real you. So,
1: well, once you die, you kind of revert back to puberty. So now I sound like a girl.
0: Weird. I know, um, right? Anyway, so you can <laughs> listen to the show on 4 dot Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom Marketplace, BlackBerry Podcast, Mo- Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, Player FM, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts app, Spotify, and Pod Chaser. And also, don't forget to check out the sponsors on the show. If you want to go to Amazon, you go Go to Amazon, you go to 4iradio.com, click on that Amazon banner, and shop like you normally do. Or you can throw us some bucks with this coffee thing that I keep hearing about. I don't even know if there's any money. In fact, it might just be money that's going into Eric's, Eric's pocket so he can buy a ticket to Tahiti because I think he wants to escape the realm of his household. Um, Of course, if you're looking for us, you want to tell people about us, you want to be like, hey, I'm not on Facebook, but I know people who are on Facebook, so I'll tell them about Facebook. And then they can go to facebook.com backslash none of the horrorcast. If you want to follow us on Instagram or Twitter or have other people do it, that's cool, too. We're at BeHorrorCast. And if you want to shoot us an email, tell us about any movies, or bad movies, or good movies, or horror stories, or your own horror stories, or ghost stories, or alien encounters, or you just want to write us and be all like, here you go, here's a letter of recommendation. Then you can go to horrorcast at gmail.com. And now with all that greatness out of the way, kiddos. <sighs> Chris, you mind if I call you Chris, or do you want Lee? Mr. Lee? I feel like Mr. Lee is a little bit more proper.
1: Uh, was he knighted? I can't remember now. Oh,
0: Surly. I can call you Surly. Okay, Surly, how was your week?
1: <laughs> Sorry, I just brought up it. Uh, um, well, first of all, let you me You know, if, uh, if, uh, if he I had I a sister,
0: knighted. and uh, she was not knighted, but uh, caked, she'd be known as, uh... Madam Lee? I was going to go with the Swiss Lee, like the, the Laura Lee. Fuck, I can't remember the Hostess Snacks ripoff, um...
1: I know, it's oh, a little, I know there's a little Debbie. Sarah, Sarah Lee? there we go. <laughs>
0: but you uh, killed the joke.
1: I apologize, I'm I wasn't sure what direction you were going. way too centered for this episode, so. I wasn't sure which direction No, you were I'm going
0: already going. saying it's on me as well, because, a little too centered. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, Sir Lee, uh, how was your week?
1: Yes, he was knighted in 2009, sorry. Um,
0: oh, whether or not he was knighted, I was still going to call you Sir Lee, so.
1: Uh, Well, I wanted to make sure it was actually official. So, my week was pretty good. So
0: glad you had a Wikipedia yourself there, Surly.
1: I know, right?
0: (laughs) Uh, You're getting actually Surly with me. Ah. That
1: was part of the joke, because for some reason my family likes to call me Surly, even though I'm not. So now Surly, Surly, I kind of shoved myself into that one. Um Kicking and screaming without even realizing it. Anyways, cool. My weekend was okay, other than getting a migraine on Sunday. Uh, we got to go to a, uh, I guess, a cowboy wedding. like a. I just
0: call it a wedding. You
1: called it a farm wedding? It was a really well, it was I was an trying outside to, wedding. I was trying was- to
0: think of a better way to describe it because I want to make sure I get this clear and the facts are straight because I know if they still listen to this podcast, <laughs> not sure. So I want to not. I don't want this to sound mean in any shape or form because I don't mean it that way. Uh, The wedding was very beautiful. Yes. Um, Everything about it was great, but I was trying to describe it with quick texts because I didn't want to be on my phone the entire time trying to send long, lengthy texts of explaining stuff. So the classiest way I could say it was, oh, it's kind of like a farm wedding, meaning just the surroundings reminded me of just like a nice, like... Um, you know outdoorsy and you can see the livestock and all this kind of stuff I mean very beautiful very nice picked out picked a great day because the next day it rains so kudos to those two kids um but yeah no it was it was really really nice but I was trying yeah. to think, and I thought it was really funny that the only thing I, the only picture I really took and posted on Facebook was the amazing porter potty yeah and then people were all like oh that I'm, I'm so glad that's what you took away from it
1: uh, well I actually I think she just found it funny that you enjoyed the porta potty so much. But yeah, the wedding was absolutely gorgeous. Um, it was really fun to see them again. Hopefully we can see them more like once they get back from their their honeymoon and honeymoon. T- kinda get back into the swing of things. So um, but yeah, I would call it like maybe like an outdoors country themed wedding. Because yes. it was it was absolutely gorgeous. Very and beautiful. her dress was stunning. Um, other than that uh, I'm trying to remember if I did anything else. Nope. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, I am <mean>, just. <laughs> uh, but, uh, the, and in, uh, in that, yeah, that pretty much was it. Weeks, uh, uh it's you guys, if you're listening to this currently, yeah. it'll be on Thursday. Oh, you remember something.
1: We saw Venom.
0: Yes, we did see Venom, but I wouldn't really put that into the horror category. That's not oh, actually no. the movie we're going to discuss. Um, this will actually probably, I'll dive a little bit deeper on it with a, uh, Long box cast. cast. And it might just be by myself because I'm just going to do it because I don't think anybody else I know has seen Venom. Maybe. We'll see. Um, it depends on how this show goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but, yeah, we did see Venom. Uh, enjoyed it. Uh, a lot of people did not. But it's weird because apparently critics hated it, but people are digging it, and it blew out. <laughs> this is what I thought was great. It actually broke the box office for the movie in uh, October. October. Oh, uh, Sony, I don't think has done that with Ever? any of their movies or whatnot. So I thought it was actually kind of funny if it beat out. I'm not sure if it did or not, but I, I will find it funny if it did beat out. A Star is Born, that new uh, Lady Gaga film. And uh, oh, yeah, I uh, almost said almost said Brett Michaels, but that's not it. Bradley Cooper. There we go. <laughs>
1: Actually, I saw this really funny, so I don't know if you want to, like, post it anywhere or not, but I thought it was pretty funny. Mm. It's basically Venom, and then someone hands him a Snickers, and he turns into
0: Toothless. Yeah, Toothless. So, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it. enjoyed the movie. Like, granted, I wasn't expecting anything amazing. Yeah. Joke on that one, if people get it. Deep cuts. <laughs> um... <laughs> But, uh, I mean, I'm glad they actually stuck to pretty much his origin story minus Spider-Man. And I like just saying that because it doesn't ruin anything because um, if people don't know the character, then they can be like, oh, okay, that's that's the actual story and some of that. And then the interaction with Venom, I mean, it was just – it was really well done. Yes, the storyline was a little weak, um, but, I mean, again, you're making a solo film about a character where his backstory is part of another character pretty much. Um, so it's really interesting how they did it. Um, I'm excited how, yes, if you haven't seen it, make sure you stay to the credits. Boom. There's a, there's a little post scene or whatnot, which again, sets up some stuff for possibly another movie, which I'm like, oh, okay. So I enjoyed it and I got exactly out of it then that I wanted because I wasn't expecting anything like fan, like, oh my God, this is, this is the movie that's going to change superhero movies. Right. Um, So I'm just all like, you know, I'm just I'm happy that the character looks like they're actually caring about. The only problem I have with it is I know they wanted to go for an R rating um, and not for gore factor. I would say the least just because of what this character is. Um, But I think Sony wanted to play it safe. Yeah, and releases as a PG-13 movie, so it's really interesting that there's at least 20-something minutes or even more minutes cut out from the film, so I'm curious if they are going to release a director's cut of this.
1: They better. I think to, they most likely will. And it will.
0: actually might even add to the movie, and it, that might be the point where Sony goes, oh, if we did this, we wouldn't have gotten the ratings that we got, so maybe the second one should go down this route kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it it was good and enjoyable. I mean, what, what did you think of it?
1: Um, I enjoyed it. I... I agree that it probably should have been rated R, not because of, but I mean, like, not because I necessarily think the gore and violence should have been more or anything like that, but because I honestly think that it would have worked better for the character if it was. So, um, and I know that they're also in talks of... Doing a Morbius film and also doing the Carnage film as PG-13, which seems like it would take yeah, away from the storyline and take away from the characters yeah, you it it would, as PG-13. It would
0: definitely be a bad move on Sony's port, which is weird because it's like you saw what Marvel already did mm-hmm. with um, uh, Spider-Man. Like They're like, hey, let me borrow this. Let's, let's get this property back. You'll make some money. We'll make some money. It'll be all in fun and everything that and they nailed it you're like holy crap the vulture was fantastic even shots for the next one coming out it's like you have mysterio and he's in like the actual like suit like it's not like we're gonna make this for the superhero wise we're gonna make it look like it should how it functions in the movie but still looks original to like the actual costume you know
1: and also to bring up another uh superhero movie deadpool and Deadpool 2 were both rated R, and they did fantastic yeah, because, box office wise. so this, I don't know why they're limiting...
0: This is the thing, though. Deadpool, yes, it worked, because Fo- but Fox gave them a very low budget for the first one. True. And they kind of stonewalled them on a lot of stuff beginning the movie, but as soon as the movie... Dro- and they released it. Now, granted, it worked out for Deadpool's favor because February, like, that issue... Uh, I think it was like 25 years ago, was the anniversary of when Deadpool was released. Makes sense. And they marketed so well for it where they were talking about a Valentine's Day movie and all this. Like they did... Like they, they took, basically they took basically, the shit they, show
1: that they got they handed have gotten, and turned and, it into gold,
0: and turned it into gold. And yeah, they released it in February because they know movies don't do movies they don't think are going to do well in the summer. They'll release them in the in the beginning of the year, hoping to maybe people go in. Oh, I haven't seen anything. What well, I'll check this out and kind of get that kind of buck going. Um And some of them do successful, and some of them do terrible. But, uh, yeah, Deadpool was something. And then the next movie, you see what they did with everything. And they kind of had a bigger budget. They were like, okay, but they still wanted to keep it to its classy kind of roots and stuff of like that. Now, I feel like if Venom, they were able to let him do that, uh, you know, even if they and this is the funny part. You could have easily done a thing where, like, I understand the Marvel's universe right now is, uh, is, is skewed. If you want to use that word, due to the fact that spoiler alerts—if you haven't seen if, uh, Avengers: Infinity War, it has—it's already been released. It's been out since April, <laughs> but I will still give you spoilers. So I would say skip the next two minutes of this. Uh, one, two, three spoilers. And if you're still listening, it's everybody on you. Everybody dies. Uh, half of everybody dies, um, of course. So, of course, with Spider-Man being catoed, it's like, where is the Venom suit coming? But if they actually waited maybe another year until infinity war two came out and had him get the symbiote. Yeah. And then it, they can start the ground running with the venom movie of Spider-Man like getting rid of the suit. And then it does a little bit of a backstory through that. So you don't get a full length movie of the whole, like him with the yeah. the suit and everything like that, and then you could start it off with, you know, all the sh- shit that went wrong with Eddie and then the suit f- you know, it falls on him and so on and so forth. So,
1: or even you could have taken it back even further and been like, before we do Infinity War, let's release Venom or let's release basically in Spider Man Homecoming. You could either actually, you could, well, I don't know, because uh, I you probably have to do a Spider Man slash Venom movie, so then you could do like even if you did like Spider Man 2, like Far From Home, like. If it was before Infinity War actually started, then you could have like the roots of okay, this is where the symbiote came from. I like and how you like, want to go like, a, bit a, of a more backstory. well, yeah,
0: but I like how you want to go a more complicated route than just what I just said, <laughs> where you're just like, yeah, hey, just well, do yeah, this, but this I mean, like this, and I'm and saying, if they
1: don't want to, if they didn't want to move the date of like the release date of Venom,
0: well, no, I mean, you were gonna have to do it anyways to fit Spider-Man <laughs> to that story because it's like, like we said, how they did Infinity War. And then the other, the next Marvel, I mean, the only other thing that was simultaneously happening at the same time was the Ant-Man movie. And then, um, you know, the next one up is, you know, Miss Marvel. So it's kind of like, okay, so it's either you push Venom forward, but then you seem, they, it's like if you kept everything the same, because you would have to switch a lot of stuff around then. Because you would have to have Spider-Man prominent in more movies than just Civil War to begin with before he got Homecoming again. Because there's a lot of background work because then you're like, well, you just kind of gave me this new character and now he has this weird symbiote thing. It's like this whole complicated uh, well, thing I at mean, the I was saying- That's why I was like, if you give him another year out to release Venom, you can build up to that story kind of thing. Yeah. I'm just saying, I mean, like, if you wanted yeah. to do that, I was just trying to figure out how you would, You would. Ha- I mean, like, a bunch of the movies could stay the same, but as soon as you have to do something right before Captain America's Civil War for Spider-Man to be- first be prominent in it, before that shows up
1: well no I wasn't I wasn't saying that no I was saying with spider man far from home have that movie introduce the suit and not change the date of that, but basically just be like this is the background of it but and then po- probably yeah be be, uh, yeah never mind I'm gonna I'm confusing myself for oh okay Move I, was, on. I
0: was I was <laughs> like okay, I'm on board and but, then... yeah
1: well was basically saying like have. Spider-Man Far From Home introduced the symbiote. Okay,
0: so you want the symbiote to show up in that movie. Yes. Okay. And, and then
1: either have either have the Venom movie come out when it did and have some type of reference to it and then just kind of be like, okay, here's the background because it would be kind of interesting to be like, well, we don't know where the symbi- symbiote came from, but it's on Earth. And then be like, Kind or of like basically make people wait for like the explanation of it, or you could, or say- you could
0: have, I like this idea, and then instead of it like an explanation, the suit just tells him, Yeah, and he can just say, I'm from a planet, I fell down here, I was actually bonded with another human. That's actually how most of my abilities came to be because I learned from them. Yeah, uh, they don't have to say names yet, and still, like, or whatnot, but like, slowly in Venom's back of the symbiote's mind, he's like, I need to get my revenge on spider-man so i'm going to use this guy
1: and he can use the seeds of like jealousy and all that kind of stuff to be like oh my other human was better
0: and then it it works out yeah well not only does it work out with that one then you find out like uh you know at the end of the venom movie where he's all like oh uh, i'm i got a new job but they don't specify where but you're all like he just been like oh i'm moving to new york or you know something like that and you're like oh okay and then you can have that thing where it's like parker's like you know the new the fresh new face kid even though eddie brock's been doing you know interviews and all this kind of stuff but like he gets all these great pictures and then that's what jameson wants and eddie's like well i'm a i'm a reporter he's like well get me fucking pictures you know and shit like that so he's like okay and then this kid keeps up staging him and then finally the suit just goes that's spider-man and then he's like
1: and then they have like that's that's when like
0: the the hatred and stuff going like okay not only is he you know, taking my job now. He thinks he's better than me because he thinks he's Spider Man, but he doesn't know anything about you know, Ven- uh, like we are Venom. You know, and then yeah. yeah, so no, I can I can totally see that. Then if you want to do that, so um, see, okay, yeah, that
1: was kind of the thought yeah, process no, that I was I trying just, to communicate. I just that's why I was like. Out. I'm on
0: board, and then you were just all like, no, I'm done. And I was like, no, 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 I want to know where this is going. <laughs> so yeah, no, I could. Okay, I like that. That's actually kind of fun.
1: Yeah, that was my thought process, or like we said before, like how But again,
0: yeah, <laughs> we're not going to get any money.
1: or like I said before, we're like, (laughs) right. Um, but like with the Spider-Man far from home, he ends up in California. That's how he ends up getting the symbiote. Eddie Brock starts hating him because the symbiote moved on to Peter instead Mm of him. And then once the symbiote comes back, he's constantly comparing him to Peter, which is just kind of fueling the rage that Eddie Brock has towards the symbiote. Um, but most likely they won't go either of those routes. Um, but yeah, just a thought process. So anyways, now that we're back on track with the horror podcast, instead, uh,
0: it works because <laughs> there wasn't really that much news. Um, but then f- of course everybody that was longer than two minutes. So we probably spoiled shit. to stuff. you know what, fuck you guys, stuff is out on video on demand. Fucking look it up. <laughs> anyways. Um, but, uh, we have some news, and of course, the movie we watched this week was actually The Mummy uh, 2017 release. We'll talk about uh, re- what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it, uh, talk about what our rating system will be, of course. Woo! We'll give the rating system of other people's, and we'll we'll talk about The Mummy. Um, so if you haven't seen it, we'll, of course, give you spoilers. Um, if you're looking to watch it and you be like, well, I don't want to pay anything for it. Well, if you have HBO Go, it's on there. Go check it out. Um, but without further ado, we'll dive into some of our horror movie news. We also do have an eerie news of the week, and also, sadly, we do have a rest in the arms of the crypt. But we will probably do some horror movie news, talk about that, and then end on eerie news of the week before we jump into um, the movie. The movie, So we don't end on a downer, but without further ado, kiddos. It's time for horror news. All right, we are back um so one of the things is kind of interesting so uh george r Romero uh passed away, but when he left, he actually left behind fifty scripts and even completed movies you've never seen Wow and it looks like uh with any of yeah his uh wife suzanne uh has just uh teased that uh Ramon left sorry the stupid ad moved the thing I was reading. Uh, remote left behind both scripts and never seen films george may has many scripts and uh very many scripts that he's written and so you never know what's going to pop up uh road of the dead is uh in the works as we speak right now and uh she continues george was uh, a prolific writer he loved to write and we have 40 to 50 scripts that he's written a lot is very good had he had a lot to say and he doesn't Still does because I'm going to make sure of this as my mission. So now it looks like she's going to be like, yeah, let's let's see if we can get any of these things, you know, made and stuff like that. And let, like his, uh, his legacy live on a little bit longer. I guess you could say in his own way, his movie scripts that he has written about pretty much the living dead is even we'll through, live on, even in death, he will still be living. So he's become everything he wanted to be, a zombie.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's living on through his scripts.
0: Yeah, so I thought that was kind of a cool, interesting thing. Uh, This is actually a really cool idea. Speaking of Todd McFarlane, a couple of things are going on. Uh, First off, he's trying to get the Spawn movie made. It looks like everything was under production, but apparently um, he's getting frustrated with a lot of the movie Hollywood people. It looks like he's having uh, he wants to basically make his Spawn movie to make kids cry. And okay. I'm all like, yeah, let the man do it. Did you ever read his comics, you know, or whatnot? But <laughs> speaking of other stuff with Todd McFarlane, so Todd McFarlane, back in the day when he was doing, he still does figures and things like that, but McFarlane had movie maniacs, um, and he took some old uh, horror movies, and he turned them, you know, into little figurines. So that He had Texas Chainsaw Massacres. He had Halloween, Michael Myers. He also had uh, the uh, Ash uh, clone when he becomes, like, the dead walker oh, dude okay. uh there was also um let's uh, i think he's making it looks like he might be making freddy krueger and jason i don't know if he ever made that he also did these things that were really cool he did these 3d yes, poster figures um where it was like the posters but it was like 3d based so it'd be like he had like nightmare on elm street one he had uh these were like kind of cool things but he's also bringing about these uh, other figures he did called like the uh I think the tortured of the damned or something like that. And it was just like these weird, crazy mutilated, like people and shit like that. And it was just like the detail on them and stuff. So, oh, it's called
1: tortured souls, Tortured
0: souls. That was it. But yeah, it was, uh, it's uh, pretty cool. So I'm like, I'm glad that kind of stuff is coming back as now. I'm like, uh, back then I didn't get them. And now I'm kind of like, Oh, if new ones are coming out and stuff like that, like, I might see if I can get a few. Yeah. Those would be kind of cool to actually have around the, around the office. Now this was actually kind of funny. Um, it's the, I thought I thought the Chucky doll was creepy, but this was creepy and delicious. So a Scottish bakery creates a life-size Chucky cake for Halloween.
1: That is fantastic. So, and get on the Scottish. That's and it's a
0: life-size Chucky doll made out <laughs> of cake and terrifying. Uh, Oh, it's us see. Was it? Time for Hollywood reports the daily... I was trying to see if they have the name of the actual...
1: 32-inch uh... cake, which is made to sta- scale. Oh, here we go. Uh, looks like
0: it's called uh, design Designer Cakes by Peggy. Um, it's down at the bottom. I probably spluttered that. Um, let's see. Chucky Year is in the windows, and so is uh, sli- Slime. I like how they say Slime and not Slimer from Ghostbusters. But, yeah, Ghostbusters. you can see
1: Slimer in the picture... Yeah, it's called Designer Cakes by Paige.
0: Oh, Paige, okay. Um,
1: It took 40 hours to construct the Chucky cake using an internal frame, which is covered by vanilla Genoise, I don't know, G-E-N-O-I-S-E cake, and then a layer of fondant. So it wow. looks really good.
0: And last year, they uh, we would have oh yeah we done a Halloween cake, but last year I made a life-size Pennywise from the film Itch, he told the site. so, that's so cool. That's really cool. But again, of course, if you're looking for more details on these stories and the pictures and all that great stuff, it is all on our Facebook page. Now, this is actually, I think I'm going to save this for last because two things happened. One happened yesterday, and then today was the other thing. They were both posted on the Uh, Facebook page right now, but this one's actually interesting. Now, depending on how people feel about it, now, I've never read the book. I've heard the book is very good. It's very well done. It's basically stuff that's happened after uh, the fact of the zombie apocalypse or whatnot, but, of course, uh, they are starting to film uh, with David Fincher to direct. uh, World War Z Two begins. Now, I, again, didn't read the book, anything like that, so I have nothing else to go off of. Everyone tells me I should get the book. I might just buy it on tape because knowing me with books, I can't finish anything. I'm sure if Kevin Smith was a friend of mine, he'd be like, did you finish my book? And I'm like, Nope. Cause (laughs) I should have gotten the audio. Uh, but we're not friends, and we probably never will be. Uh, anyways, World yeah, War can Z. Did I pick
1: up the book and read it in a day and tell you how it was?
0: Nah, I got to read it for myself or just listen to it. But yeah, anyway, so <laughs> Fincher uh, sold sequel credit to dates. Uh, his feature debuts is Alien 3, 7, Fight Club, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Gone Girl, and the first World War Z as well. So he did do all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so it looks like they're going to start, oh. uh, the production on it and, uh, get that stuff going. So, I mean, like, uh, we probably will should watch it. I should watch it again. Um, and then if you want to do like, uh, we got to do a zombie month one yeah. time. Stuff, Cause you haven't seen the original, uh, Dawn of the Dead nope. or is it Dawn? Yeah. Dawn of the Dead. No, I haven't seen not Dawn, Dawn of, of the Dead. I haven't uh, seen, uh, Night of the Living Night Dead. of the Living That's Dead. That's the first one. But yeah. And then also the original of, Uh, yeah. Yeah, Dawn I haven't seen
1: Dead. Dawn of the Dead. I haven't se- or the original Dawn of the Dead. I haven't seen Night of the Living Dead. I don't think I've seen Day of the Dead.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. There's a there's a bunch of stuff out of it, but we'll find certain stuff. But yeah, we could probably throw World War Z, the first one in, and then get your everyone's opinions on it and stuff like that. But so, this. Oh, so really quick,
1: I just wanted to throw out um, if you guys have seen World War Z, I just want your opinion really quick. Shoot us an email and let us know what you're, even though I know you're not going to, I'm asking you if you you could, because I really want to know what's your opinion of, um, uh, what's your opinion of the scene with the bunny whenever the guy gets bitten and it has the bunny counting, whatever the. Eddie the Subway Bunny or whatever the heck the, the bunny's name was. Like, that part creeped me the hell out, and I really want to know what you guys' reaction was. So please email us at notanotherbhorecast at gmail.com. I don't know how many times I have to beg you guys to email us. We You'll get input.
0: one response on that, and it won't be through email. It'll just be at work.
1: That's true.
0: Um, okay, so these all tie in together. This is probably the last uh, movie news And television news of the week. Um, If anything else comes out, I'll be like, holy crap. But um, yeah, probably other stuff will come out. But, anyways, this was like the biggest thing that dropped this week, I would say. So, the first image is a a cat from uh, Stills and Posters have come out for the first look at the Pet Cemetery, and it's the Unted Cat Church. And they also released a poster and all this other kind of stuff. But today, which is also on the Facebook page, they dropped the trailer. Woo! And the trailer looks fucking good. And you know who I forgot who is in it? Huh. John Lipgo.
1: Oh, John Lithgow? Yeah. Or Lith- is it Lithgow or Lithgow? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. I should ask him. Pro- yeah, get friends. on it. Totally.
0: <laughs> it's probably Lithgow.
1: Um, but yeah, sorry. I I know you sent it to me, but I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. So oh uh, yeah, I but definitely... everyone
0: else should totally check it out. I think it looks great. I can't wait to see it comes out in April. So that will definitely be a fun one. And hopefully, with the success of it, they go, hey, we can do Stephen King stuff right on the big screen. So let's do it. That's true, you know, kind of thing. So, but uh, yeah, so I think that's gonna wrap up all of our. Actually, this is sad. This actually ties into this one because that's what I was like, oh no. Um, we'll we'll drop into our rest in the arms of the crypt. Um, if people don't know his name, you might know his body of work, but, uh, Scott Wilson, if you don't know who that, that name is and all that kind of stuff. Well, if you remember the walking dead, he actually played Herschel. He was the, uh, owner of the farm in second season. And I think lived on until season, maybe half the first part of season three or whatnot. Uh, oh no oh, he, the fourth season. Yeah, till the fourth season. That was right. I was trying to remember because I remember everyone thought he was gonna die, but they were able to cut his leg off. Spoiler alert. I mean walking dead's been on for like fucking ten years now. Um but yeah, it looks like Saturday, <laughs> October 6th, uh he passed away. Um he was also in uh the walking oh, he's also in he voiced himself in the Walking Dead robot chicken special. Uh <laughs> he was in hostels, the OA,
1: Damien, and bosh
0: uh the 76 year old actor resume extended across a dozen impressive roles and also in the first coming in 1976 in heat of the night so i mean the man has a full body of work uh he had an outstanding voice as well and stuff like that um and you know just a big as as kevin smith would say a big bucket of win just (laughs) win like winning yeah i know i just not win too
1: no, I think it's cute to say it's a big bucket of wind. But
0: what's so interesting about this is when I saw the trailer to Pet Cemetery, I was like, "Wait, who is that?" Because uh, John Lithgow looks like Herschel because he has this huge white beard and everything like that. And I thought oh. it was Scott Wilson. And I was like, "Oh my God, did they actually get his like last role, you know, on tape, you know, and everything like that?" So um, it's just kind of like you know, it's just it's just crazy. It's like someone who is like you know on a series that you watch that everybody will, like everybody will is has been watching The Walking Dead. I don't know how many people... I know Matthew and I and you have fallen off, you know, the wagon, like, a long time ago. And, yeah, don't get me wrong, when it does the season, final season or whatnot, I'll catch up, I'll watch it, and it'll probably be, you know, it'll probably be, like, heartbreaking, you know, because that was, like, you know, Breaking Bad. It's like you're with something for so long, and then it ends, and you're just like, oh, man, it was such a good show. But, I mean, it's good for things to end because when things end, new things can... Be reborn and it's at it, oh yeah television shows are like like uh, like a phoenix now that I think about it
1: Rise think up about it the ashes. yeah
0: no no prime example because of what's it called um, uh, community as much as I love community and then it ended you know seven seasons they got it or six seasons I'm trying to remember they ended and you're kind of like oh yeah but from that we got the birth of Rick and Morty then. Because That's Dan Harmon was able to be like, oh, I want to I want to do this project now and all this kind of stuff. So it's like, you know, when things end, new good, you know, other things can can come and blossom and be really cool. So Scott Wilson, rest in the arms of the crypt. And speaking of the, wow, everything is tying in <sighs> tonight. This is strange. But before we dive into that, we have one eerie news. It is time for eerie news of the week. So, with with the with the Walking Dead actor passing away, Crawling Dead, how ants turn into zombies. I
1: think okay. I did hear about this before, and it's been a forever and i can't remember where i heard it from all right
0: well then you can brush up on us because i'm pretty sure you're going to be the one that reads it um perfect i can do that okay so yeah um as much as everyone doesn't like ants to begin with because there's like ants fire ants there's ants in africa that will literally eat you uh you know there's all this shit then i found out about fire ants this was crazy i brought it up on life is shit Uh, I didn't know this, so with all the floods and hurricanes happening and stuff like that, they actually build, and this is what's so weird about this, okay, so they actually grapple onto each other and just make, like, these balls or these, like, um, rafts, but they don't drown, like, they all just kind of boom, 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 and what was so stupid about it is I looked at it and go, oh, that makes sense, and the only reason why it made sense to me, this is the only reason why, because I could link it to a movie, Ant-Man, when he fucking did that, and I thought, like, when I saw it, like, other people were, like, like oh my god i can't believe they do this this is nuts in my head i was just like oh yeah that makes sense and then i was like wait a minute that's why i'm not freaking out about because i'm all like when i saw it in the ant man movie i'm like oh i didn't know they could do that and i i didn't even know i'm like in my head i'm just like wow they actually did the research on ants yeah that's fucking fantastic i mean it is disney and disney's like pixar or pixar's like no we need to go to space we want to we want to do a movie in space you know inside Inside out, they literally just, like, dove into somebody's mind. They were just like, yeah, let's figure all this shit out. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: but, yeah, so anyways, Anna brushes up on, okay, how, uh, let's see, allows us to explain the gruesome uh, procedure by which ordinary ants become the pawn of an insidious and spectacular clever fungus. Oh, wait, oh, I have heard about the fungus. Yeah, so it's This a- is on planet Earth. All right, <laughs> right, go watch planet Earth. It'll be better. It's a fungus called
1: ophio Cordyceps, Ophiocordyceps. Uh, to be referred to henceforth as ophio for the sake of brevity and to cut down on misspellings. Infiltrates and hija- hijacks excuse me, the ant's muscles but doesn't touch its brain. Uh, Hughes says it's basically just punching holes in the muscles. So this really strong atrophy. The same kind of stuff that would happen uh, if you broke your spine. The fungus severs the nerves in the muscle cutting off communication with the brain. Essentially... Uh, crippling the nervous system, and that wouldn't seem to make a lick of sense, because up until the end, the fungus isn't paralyzing the ant, but instead assuming precise control over its faculties. Uh, uh, Hughes says casually, if I had to guess, and this is completely speculative, I think the fungus is forming a nervous system. Um... The ophiofungal spore lives in a rainforest. Once it hits the ground, it sprouts a secondary spore that grows vertically, tipped off with a bit that catches on the ant's exoskeleton. And these have backward spacing fines in some species, so they just attach like a limpet mine, and they just literally blow a hole and eat through the cuticle at the same time. That's thanks to enzymes that break down the ant's armor, plus the spore builds up pressure to equal that in the tire of a 747, and the fungus is in. Uh, An insect is not built like us. It has an open circulatory system, so things are more or less slashing around in the absence of a network of arteries and veins. It's not hard, then, for the fungus to get about. As it multiplies, it soaks up more and more of its host's nutrients. Um, Fungal cells infiltrate the muscles, breaking the fibers apart, all the while the fungal colony is talking, forming so-called anastomosis tubes. Think of them as pneumatic tubes only without the vacuum.
0: Okay, so I'm going to... I believe I posted this on the Facebook page. If I have not, it will be up while you guys are listening to this. So I got to see the picture of the ant. Mm-hmm. And then what you were talking about with the spores and stuff. Again, you know why I knew this? Ant-Man? Nope. Had nothing to do with Ant-Man. But it had something to do with other pop culture stuff in my realm. The Last of Us. That's how they got their zombie stuff. And I'm looking at the ant, and that's where some of like these things called clickers almost look like. Where it's just oh. like... Because it's a spore that just takes over... Your body and stuff. Oh, my God. I've learned all these facts from weird things that I didn't have to go to school for. In your face, education. Now that's why I work where I work. <laughs>
1: um, oh, interesting. Okay, so after, uh, let's see. No, you're good. So in any case, it continues to multiply, spreading farther and farther, eventually reaching the brain where it stops. So, the Ophiophungus, for all its powers of mind control, never invades the ant's brain. Instead, it grows around the thing as a sheath. After all, the fungus wouldn't want to risk crippling its vehicle. After three weeks of growth, the fungus will make up perhaps half of the insect's weight and is now ready to flip the switch and essentially take over the ant's body. Up to now, the ant has acted normally. No stumbling, no aggression, nothing that would alert its colony to an intruder. The fungus within has been able to diversify into different tasks. Some bits mine nutrients, some attack muscles, some surround the brain, ready to co- release a chemical bomb. When that bomb drops, the Ophio fungus in- induces the ant to do the unthinkable, not only leave its beloved colony, but to sabotage it. Away from the ant, watchful eyes of its comrades, the ant now begins staggering. It may convulse its way up a tree trunk, tripping along a branch and onto a leaf, sinking its mandibles into the vein. The fungus, having taken control of the mouth muscles, the ant assumes a death grip. Six hours later, the victim perishes, and the fungus consumes what little remains of its insides. Critically, the fungus has steered the ant 10 inches off the ground where the temperature and humidity are best for the astonishing growth it's about to undertake. The Ophiol has to work quickly, for the rainforest is teeming with all manner of other fungi. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. But the parasites prepare uh, a cross-section an ant at this point, and you'll find that among the white hyphae that is replaced... The ant's insides is a band of orange, which is packed with carbohydrates and probably feeds the maniacal growth of the, growth of the fungal stalk that erupts out of the back of the ant's head.
0: Truly shit.
1: Ife they also pour out of the ant's mouth, further securing the mandibles to leaf and proliferate as a sort of fuzz on the ant's cuticle, protecting the prize from invaders, uh, the ophiostock matures and begins releasing spores, which descend onto hapless ants marching below. Uh... Cooperation drives the whole operation. The ants four days... Zero, zero, zero. So basically, the system that the ants have where it's a worker... Uh, oh, okay. So if there's an ant that's acting oddly, it's an indication that the ant is host to something nasty that could destroy the colony. So the worker, a worker will pick up the ant, drag it outside the colony, and dump it in a graveyard of other diseased ants. So the fungus has to time it so that the ant only begins stumbling once it's on its way out of the colony and up the tree. Not only that, but the Ophiole has to avoid the colony's immune cells, literally sniffing it out for ants' use pheromones or chemical cues to identify each other and communicate things like the location of food. So basically, it evolved to the point where it attacks the ant's body, takes over the entire ant's body, but doesn't actually show any symptoms until the very end, Gets it away from the colony, kills the ant, and releases a um, stalk out of the ant's brain to release spores to infect other ants. Wow! Like right near the colony, like that's freaking nuts.
0: So. So get ready for zombie ants coming <laughs> next summer. Brought to you by no one.
1: Yeah. So it's absolutely nuts. So they basically kind of drive each other insane by releasing this thing.
0: So... So, yeah, so, um, but, yeah, of course, so what, there's that to worry about, kids, so, zombie ants.
1: Yay, um, zombie ants.
0: But, yeah, so I think that's going to wrap up all of our news for this week, and, of course, it's time to talk about our movies this week, unless you have something you want to say, it looks like.
1: I did want to bring up something. It's just a quick plug for another podcast. That, uh, uh,
0: no, we're not supposed to promote other people's work because they're better than us. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um,
1: so I just wanted to touch on this uh, particular podcast really quickly give me a second to pull up the system while i do you shush um, all right
0: while you do that of course uh don't forget to check out revenge lover designs stand out from the crown for samples and inquiries please visit revengelover.com tell her you heard about it on the 4i radio network or any one of our great shows and get 10 percent off of your purchase in fact actually i have one of raven's uh two of raven's shirts that she designed herself this cool kick-ass alien hugger one uh face hugger and this also cool uh kind of pokemon style one And i was actually able to finally fit in the pokemon one because i have lost about 23 or 24 pounds i think uh ever since doing the diet so uh yeah so definitely check out Ra- revenge lover she's got some good stuff And they're affordable and good and great quality, actually, which I was um, not saying I was surprised, but the the company she goes through to make her stuff and things like that, like really good stuff. Tagless t-shirts and all that kind of great jazz and really quality, top quality stuff. And her designs are awesome. So definitely check out all that kind of stuff. And Okay, so back to Anna and her uh, derailing of the show. Yes,
1: so back to my derailing. I just wanted to touch on really quick, there's a thing called, there's a podcast that's called Small Town Dicks and it's by Yardley Smith and Zibby Allen. And if you recognize the name Yardley Smith, it's because she's the voice of Lisa Simpson on the show The Simpsons. Don't! So... (laughs) Um, I just want to say it's a really fantastic podcast. Um, they have a lot of listens, but I mean, not very many likes on their Facebook page. So that's why I want to bring them up a bit because they're like they're a growing podcast. Well, not the thing is, what I've learned yet. about
0: is so many people will like your page, other people won't like your page. They'll listen to the podcast, understand with social, not having social media and all that kind of stuff. But it, it it's not until you reach a certain status that people take notice and it's either because they want to congratulate you on your hard work or they're just trying to figure out how can I slink in here? That's true. Um, so there's all that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, definitely check that out. As soon as you said the voice of Lisa Simpson, I'm like, that's going to be amazing because as soon as I started listening to it, I'm going to be all like, Oh, Lisa's telling me stories.
1: Yeah. Well, it's really interesting because they're talking to two uh, detective friends that they have that are actually identical twins. Um
0: one is named Zap Brannigan.
1: <laughs> no but the I
0: awesome. was never a detective
1: um, That <sighs> would be amazing though uh, but no it's really it's really interesting, but I will say trigger warnings because there's a lot of episodes that they cover that are either related to um, child abuse uh, or there's a lot of sexual abuse that they talk about. but the reason why. I still promote it is because they bring it up in a positive light and basically say, yes, this happens and the world is terrible. However, at least we can get, like, just, justice world, for these
0: people. world is terrible.
1: So, um, but, yeah, so I just want to bring that up really quick. All right, I'm done plugging in. No, you're all just... good.
0: So, without further ado, kids, we're going to talk about this, uh, the movie, uh, The Mummy 2017. And if you haven't seen it and want to see it and don't want any spoilers, well... I have something for you, kids, because we finally have a drop for it. Uh, Because I finally remembered it, and now i got to do it. But, of course, this is for our movie review.
1: I bid you welcome. I am lucky. Then children of the night, what music they do. The sun is the go!
0: You're wondering what that was from. That is from a band called Teen Idols. And I finally remember the song. And I was like, <laughs> I like that intro, and it's perfect because it says Midnight Movie Show. And since we do movie reviews, I figure we finally need a sound drop. So
1: I like that. Very we much. now
0: have it. And I do love the intro with uh from Dracula with uh Bell Lagosi with that great, great dialogue of his where he's just chewing chewing the scenery when he finally meets uh Everybody for the first time is like, I bid you welcome. So, but yeah, so yes, we watched the 2017 Mummy. Now this was supposed to be a quote unquote uh, reboot of, I don't know if it's supposed to be from the original Mummy or if it's supposed to be the retelling of the Brendan Fraser Mummy. Uh, It seemed to have a little bit of both. Uh, from what I can understand, I can see where they kind of took stuff. Of course, this was starring uh, Tom Cruise, and I f- totally forgot he was in it. Uh, Russell Crow, yes, uh, which I was like, "Holy crap!" and stuff like that. So, um, but we'll dive into this now. We'll, of course, we'll talk about the movie, and then we'll mention. Uh, uh, the other ratings of what everybody you know talked about the movie, and we'll dive deep in it. But of course, this is uh this was supposed to be the start of their dark universe. Now, granted, they did try that with the Dracula movie. I think it came out in 2000. I'm going to be way off on this one, but I don't know. I want to say Dracula. It was basically Dracula: The Untold Story, or Dracula
1: Untold. Yeah. Okay,
0: Dracula Untold. And okay, it's weird because I'm thinking 2012, but I think that might be way too early. And I want to move it up to, let's see, was it maybe 2000? I want to say maybe, was it in the 14th or 13th? I'm trying to think. Um,
1: Well, no rush, because my internet's taking
0: forever. Oh, you're fine. I'm probably going to be way off on this. I'm just trying to think, because I'm trying to think. Obviously, it wasn't on my radar, because it was something I was not thinking about, like, Something else, like, whatever was, basically what, what was ever going on in my life right then and there, it probably wasn't prominent in my peripheral, if I guess, but, um, I don't know, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, I know this is great podcasting right now with me trying to guess something, Um and my internet's sucking, uh, let's see,
1: but yeah, while well, you look that up, so this was supposed to be the. Oh, shit.
0: Okay. So it was a year off in my guesstimation. In my head, I was saying, I'm like 2012, 2013, what was going on? I'm like, I think it was 2013. I wanted to say 14 just because I knew it came out, I think, in January or something like that because it did not. They released it because it did not do well or whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, okay. So I was going to say 2013, but it came out in 2014. So. Uh, But, yeah, so this was technically supposed to be the rebirth of their uh, Universal uh, monsters. They were going to do this whole kind of universe, and then uh, this did not do well, so they kind of scrapped this, obviously, because it took them three years to do The Mummy then. And um, a lot of people did not like it, and now I think Universal is retracking things. Now, um, it starts off uh, pretty much kind of like the original Mummy. It gives you a little bit of the backstory, tells you about these characters. Basically, this princess, she was going to be the next, you know, heir to the the throne, uh, being the next, you know, uh, queen of Egypt, so to speak. And then, of course, her father then uh, had a son. And -hmm. then instead of being like a rational human being, uh, what you do, I guess, in those times is you, uh, conjure a demon and, uh, <laughs> go on a killing spree. Um, well,
1: technically he's not a demon. He's just the God of death.
0: Yeah, but, so. s- but they, ref- they still refer to it yeah, as a Yeah, they called
1: him Satan. So.
0: Um, so yeah, but I thought it was really kind of interesting, the backstory. I like when she, you know, she gets the dagger and like mm-hmm. the tattoos form all over her body. I like yeah. the thing with the eyes. I thought that was really kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, then it cuts to, you know, present day, which I was, I found kind of interesting, uh, cause I thought they were going to try to do it back in a certain time period, but they really wanted to bring it into our era, which was actually kind of an interesting take on it. Don't get me wrong. I did like the Brendan Fraser, where it was kind of like in the, I think it was like the 19, was it the 1950s or like, no, the 1920s. Yeah, it was the twenties. Like yeah. And, yeah. yeah. uh, that was, you know, really fun and stuff like that, but, uh. Yeah, no, um, surprisingly, a, a lot of people didn't like it. I kind of had fun with this movie. Um, yeah,
1: I did, too, honestly. You know,
0: um, I thought, like, the cinematography was really cool. Or, like, the design of, like, some of the Sphinx and, like, just, like, the Egyptian, you know, uh, trinkets they made and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I liked it how they made, like, this guy who was supposed to be, like, this treasure hunter. And then you just realize he's just kind of like this thief. Um Throughout the movie, you know? Yeah. And they keep telling him that. They're like, you're a thief. He's like, no, I'm not. I was waiting for, like, Nicholas Gage to show up. And be like, no, he's more of a, you know, treasure protector. Protector. Yeah. And Tom Cruise is like, get the hell out of here. Which is really
1: funny because the archaeologist chick was talking about it and she was like, saying how it was like an Egyptian tomb. And I was like, no, more of like a tomb protector. Yeah, more of a
0: tomb protector. (laughs) Um, In fact, I was supposed to be the original mummy. Oh, I was just going to come out like.
1: uh, You kind of are the original.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy. I walk in the mirror and I'm like, where's my mummy? Oh, right there.
1: And then at one point I had to just take the moment and go, are you my mummy?
0: But yeah. So is there anything that uh, I'll get your opinion on and stuff before you dive in? But uh, what are some things you enjoyed about the movie? What are some things maybe you didn't like about the movie?
1: Uh. So, one thing that I really enjoyed about the movie that I thought was really interesting was whenever they find the tomb and they go in, like, she's making note of all these, like, weird things in the tomb. Like, she's like, there's no provisions for the afterlife, which is a huge thing for Egyptians. Then she was saying um, that the the statues were facing inward when normally they face outward to protect against evil. So since they're facing inward, it was basically containing the evil. They also had like a giant pool of mercury with mercury dripping from the ceiling to try to, and she was saying, Oh, well, mercury is used to it by Egyptians to contain evil spirit. And it was just really interesting to kind of have like basically a clarification of, okay, this is what the Egyptians believed or this is what their belief system was, and this is all the steps that they took to try to contain this.
0: Yeah, no. So it was kind of an interesting kind of, like, backstory with, like, how they kind of kept things kind of the same from the Brendan Fraser, where it's all, like, uh, you know, quote-unquote... I mean, granted, the other one was, like, he betrayed, like...
1: Everyone betray me.
0: Yeah, everyone betray me. Yeah, it was Tommy <laughs> Wiseau's story. Uh <laughs>
1: He would have been an amazing mummy. Actually, I think you should just
0: play Frankenstein. What a story, Mark. Yeah, I am Frankenstein. (laughs) I actually know I Frankenstein monster. Yeah. A lot of people not know that about me. They think I Frankenstein, but no, that's the doctor guy over there. And he's just a little chicky. He's like a
1: chip 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 chip
0: Oh hi Denny. <laughs> uh, only a select few will understand any of that. I will say Tommy
1: um, was so did get a little Canadian there in the middle. Oh
0: hey dear, yeah. Oh Mark. Oh hi Mark. Hey. Oh hi Mark. Oh hi Marky. <laughs> oh, Mark. hey. Um but yeah, it was uh okay, so yeah, I thought that was really kinda cool. Yeah. Um
1: I will say one of the things that I had a problem oh, with...
0: that's what I was going with, but go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like how they kept a lot of the... A lot of this backstory from um, the Brendan Fraser version of it, but instead of like... I think it was like one of the king's men who slept with his wife, and that's why they were both uh, murdered and everything. Like that. But this was more of like she wanted the throne, so she gets this guy, and she was going to basically bring her chosen one, this vessel. She uh, was
1: going to give Set a vessel, which I believe is... Set is... I think it's said that's the god of death, but I can't remember for sure.
0: But anyways, and then they get murdered, and of course, then it was like they took their, you know, all the other Egyptian ones, like graves and everything, are kind of marked. Like, people can track them through history because these were, you know, well-known people, and they wanted to be remembered. Uh, Hers was basically, like, stricken from the books, they said, and just, like, all this kind of stuff. So it's kind of interesting about building, like, all this evil everything that and then of course once they remove the casket and they're on their way that's when you know shit, shit goes, goes down. down. So what okay so what did you not like?
1: Uh the fact that Mr. Hyde could have been a lot creepier.
0: Well, we don't know.
1: Uh, it was interesting to see okay, so that's another thing that I did like was Russell Crowe was creepy as hell as Hyde and it was amazing. Like he changed his accent oh, he you mean- changed the way he Walk, yeah. Russell Crowe was hot. Was Dr. Jekyll, Jekyll, and whenever he became Hyde, he changed his walk, he changed his his posture, Mm -hmm. he changed the way he spoke, he changed the way he looked at people. Like it was just an entirely, like literal, like transformation. And it was really interesting to watch. But I still feel like it would have been a little bit more interesting if he got a little more animalistic. Well,
0: we don't know that though, because again, he we don't know how long it takes for him to go full. That's true. Also, we don't know because I didn't even think we were going to get Jekyll. Yeah, or in, get Hyde. Yeah. in the movie. I knew. I forgot. Uh, uh, Doctor Jekyll was in it, mm-hmm. and then you see him and some like of that, and he does like the you know puts like the serum in to kind of keep things at bay, and then when shit goes down, you were kind of like, oh, this is actually kind of really cool. So I enjoyed. Like honestly, like. Everyone, a lot of people didn't like it, and that's, you know, fine, everybody has their opinions of that, but after hearing all that kind of stuff, and then seeing it, it's actually was kind of enjoyable, and they were setting up a lot of stuff for this dark universe that I was kind of hoping to kind of see, um, but I mean, if Universals is going to backtrack and try to reform stuff, that's fine too, but I was kind of like, oh, that because they actually had... Um, a lot of twists and turns and ways the movie went that I didn't expect it to go, which I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. One thing I will have to say, there were Easter eggs, which I thought was cool. Yeah. There's a part in it – yeah, there was the part in it where uh, this woman's in a fight with somebody grabs a book, hits him in the face with it, and then drops it and ends the book from the Brendan Fraser mummy. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I think it was the
1: book of the dead that she grabbed. And then
0: they did the uh, – she did the whole like uh, moving her like body in like the street and then it had like the wind have her face on it. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, that's like, – Like, that's a clever pull. Like, you know, okay, that's cool. Um, like, so they did kind of like tongue in cheek on that stuff where they kind of were all like, Hey, you know, we're not saying like this movie's better than these, you know, we're all just having a good time kind of thing, you know?
1: And another thing that I just remembered that they did as a pull or like kind of like as a callback or an homage to the original mummy is the fact that she has to suck the life force from other people Mm. in order to revive herself, revive
0: herself, which I thought was really cool. So all in all, I thought, uh, the thought the movie was great. Granted, yes. Would I have liked it a little bit more horror theme? Uh, Don't get me wrong, they did have some creepy shit in that movie, which I was, like, surprised about. There was a part where they were underwater, and I don't know what it was, but them underwater and just all these corpses swimming, like, towards them, like, that was kind of fucking freaky. I was like, (laughs) oh, because, like, you've seen, like, you know, pirates of the Caribbean when they're underwater, but they're just walking. Yeah. And I don't know, just something about something just skeleton just swimming towards you. And not just one. It was, like, a fucking... It was, like, a dozen. Army, yeah. Yeah.
1: And also the fact that, like, you could see... And again, like I give major props to all of the actors in this movie because they did a great job. Like you could see like yeah, Tom swim. Cruise, like whenever he was swimming, you could see the panic set in and you could see him start flailing more as he swam. And and- also,
0: even the humor in the movie, they yeah. actually took a little page from which I thought was actually kind of interesting Now that I think about it was they kind of did a um, uh, was it a, uh, um, an, Amer- an American werewolf in London Oh. Where his friend... Have you ever seen that movie?
1: No, I haven't. Oh, okay,
0: we should watch it. The so, spoilers on this one. But <laughs> uh, his friend... get They both get attacked in uh, America Werewolf in London. His friend dies... And he's the one that gets bitten and has to turn into the, turns into the werewolf then and tries to figure out what's happened. But throughout the entire movie, he keeps seeing his friend will pop up and be talking to him. But every time he does, he's, he's decaying more.
1: Oh. So I thought that
0: was a clever pull that they did that with his friend who died. That was telling him like, Oh, Hey, you got to do this and you got to be careful. But it was just such this good, like back and forth between the two that I was like, Oh, I kind of enjoy that. I thought that was, yeah. So they, I think they added the humor in it pretty well. Uh, yeah. Granted. Yes. Over the top action. Um, you know, because it was a tom- was flimsy it was, points. Uh, it, yeah, it was flimsy at points, but I'm like, but overall, I I actually kind of enjoyed this movie. Now, will it be a movie that I go out and buy? No, but I'm like, if you got like two hours to kill and you want to just have a fun ride, like turn your brain off, I would definitely watch the the Mummy 2017. I
1: will say, if I had it. A- if it's one of the ones that shows up on like Amazon Prime at some point or Amazon at some point it's like oh four ninety nine and you can own this movie, I'd probably buy it just because it does have a bit of like a rewatch value to it, so um but yeah, overall, like it wasn't nearly as bad as people were making it out to be,
0: but uh of course, uh we're gonna go ahead and talk about our ratings and then uh. Uh, we'll wrap up the show, but before we do that, we'll give you the ratings of everybody else. Uh, what do you want to do for our rating system? What's going to be our 5 out of 5 this week?
1: Camel spiders.
0: You want to do camel spiders? Alright. <laughs> 5 out of 5 camel spiders. Okay. I was so, trying to
1: figure out something else and I was like, you know what, I kind of like camel spiders. All right, so it kind of was the thing that triggered everything.
0: So, uh, The Mummy from IMDb, they gave it a 5.5 out of 10. So, not bad, 50%. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 15%. Ouch. Uh, audience, though, was 35%.
1: Also, out.
0: So that's like about a 4.2. So I it's would say... It's probably
1: about a 4.0 at this point. Yes,
0: yeah, at a 4.0. Uh, and then uh, Metacritic gave it a 34. So I would say this probably sits at a solid like 50% between the three. Uh,
1: probably. Maybe, maybe a, it, it, would, it would
0: be either be a 50% or a 4.5, like kind of like a 45%. It's at. That kind of a on the lower day, scale, yeah. You would okay, fine. We'll go with a forty-one percent. <laughs> um. Um. So okay. So Anna, five yeah. out of five spiders, camel spiders. What do you give uh, the two thousand and seventeen, The Mummy?
1: Actually, I'd probably give it a uh, most likely a three out of five. Three out of five. Uh huh. Um. And also thinking back on it, so we haven't done deaths in a while. How many oh, deaths in the movie? Well,
0: uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember. The last movie we saw was Pumpkinhead, and we did not talk. Oh, yeah, because there was hardly any. There was, like, just the flimsy teenage. But anyways, okay, yeah. so the death count. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have those two questions, the death count. So I'm trying to think how many. Well, technically, everybody on the plane died except for Tom Cruise.
1: Yeah. And- well, technically, Tom Cruise did die, but it came back to life.
0: Okay, well, we're not going to count that because yeah. that's negative plus a positive yeah. equals nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So okay, so um, oh yeah, because then the girl died, and then she comes back. So it's kind of like, and then the one guy died, and then he came back. So already those are wiped from yeah. the board. Um, uh, but yeah, a lot of soldiers that this had actually a big body count. Granted, you didn't see a lot of them. I mean, already, there's two of the cops in the very beginning. Then there's random homeless people who get attacked by the zombie and she sucks out their life force. Um, then there's, uh, there's ch-
1: one of the guards gets the life force. Yeah, there's, out of two, him.
0: there's a bunch of guards that get, there was two police cops that found the wreckage. Yeah. They get die And then, yeah, the other guard. Uh, so, yeah, already on a PG-13 movie, I can already count, like, five deaths. So, And I know there was more and than that. that's not
1: even including the extras that were in the plane. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Like,
0: all the extras and then even the city. We, we don't even know how many people died there. So, um, yeah. So, for a PG-13 movie, they actually had a pretty high body count. Yeah, And Whether, technically,
1: she died, too, because he sucked the life out of her.
0: That's true, yeah. Well, I don't think she's dead because technically, she was going to be coming back for the more monster movies. That's why they kept the corpse.
1: That's true.
0: Anyways... Um, but yeah, so my me, I give it a probably a solid like three. I thought it was it was enjoyable, it was fun, and I did not feel like I wasted time seeing it. Uh, yeah. The movie is watchable, I will say that.
1: I will say um, it also. I feel like it has rewatch value. Uh,
0: yeah, well, honestly, because I I wasn't until they dropped the book. And then I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, oh, why didn't I look for Easter eggs throughout the movie? So it is kind of like, oh, yeah, I I could watch it again and try to see what other stuff. But um, it sucks, though, because the movie kind of ends and it has this kind of build up where um, they're building this dark universe. And I kind of was like, where is it going to go? And then it looks like there might be redoing everything. So we'll see what happens. That was Um, the
1: other thing that I wanted to touch on really quick. I really enjoyed the fact that it didn't have like the typical Hollywood ending. Uh, Well, he actually he actually killed. Oh, sorry. Spoilers. He actually killed himself. And then like with the dagger in order to bring her back to life. But Uh then he's like, I don't want to hurt you. So he leaves. Yeah. yeah, And then now he's just searching for a cure. So I thought that that was a really interesting and really clever way to do it. And that's
0: when I think it kind of works with everything because you think he's looking for a cure. Who would know anything about internal life maybe? Oh, maybe he finds this guy called Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. Or it could even be, oh, who's this Dracula guy? He knows about it. You know, like that's what I was like. I was kind of like, oh, you're really kind of – it's basically they were doing a Marvel thing building up to all these other monsters. would have been so cool. And I think that would have been cool. And, and the fact that I'm like, we don't know if Tom Cruise's character is either going to be good or evil yeah, because it could There's come, toss. It, it could come down to the fact because he does have this raging kind of deep, you know, evil spirit in him, the death basically. And it's kind of like, it raises this point where maybe they get all these monsters together. Cause even like, uh, you know, Jekyll says, he's like, mate, it sometimes takes a monster to stop a monster and maybe you think like he gets out of control and he's like, well, we have all these other monsters and they don't want the world to be destroyed because or whatever. Not like they kind of have. It's like their suicide squad with monsters. It's basically a yeah, new that's monster what I was thinking squad. Too, yeah. So, I mean, the movie could go either way or all the monsters get unleashed and he has to come back and stop them or something. I mean, there's yeah. so or many. It could here. even
1: be like an enchantress situation where he starts out on their side, but then he switches. Yeah. Or something. But like I'm a, I, it, it was yeah. just
0: kind of interesting that you're kind of sad. Like he, it did have potential you knew where they were kind of going with it, and you're kind of like, ah, do you guys really want to take, and I know you guys don't want to take a bad hit, Universal, and then start there and try to, quote-unquote, regain your footing. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, DC did it. I mean, DC had a lot of boom, boom, boom before, like, Wonder Woman hit, and then they were just, doon, doon, do They they're you know, like,
1: you know, we're just going to keep going with it, and they're and getting they're her stuff, starting so. to get it
0: together. I mean, it's been a, a couple of movies. I'm sure Suzanne is going to turn a lot of people around. That's going to be, I think, the... I would say it was going to be the Guardians of, No, it's going to be their Ant Man uh, with the comedy and the fun and stuff of like that. And of course, now with James Gunn, uh, now looking like he's talking, directing, and writing for Suicide Squad 2. He's probably going to make that his new Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy. And he gets to play with those characters now. Um And actually have kind of limited characters to play with because anybody in the DC universe, he pretty much can be like, oh, can we put this person in the movie? I think yeah. it's going to work great with this. It just kind of sucks because I marvel. It's like how what they were building with Guardians of the Galaxy. I was excited for the third one. So we'll see if they're going to keep. I think they said they're going to keep the script, but we don't know how, who they're going to get to direct or whatnot. But that's another talk for another podcast called Long Podcast. But I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Not Another Be Horrorcast. I want to thank you all for listening. You be scaries, um, Anna. Do you have anything else you would like to add before we wrap up the show?
1: That's Sir to you, uh, and I have nothing. Oh, okay.
0: Well, <laughs> I am uh, Steve O,
1: and I'm Christopher Lee.
0: And until next time.
1: Carpe noctum.
0: This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com. Yeah, more of a podcast protector.